Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And we're here to review the film Space Jam, A New Legacy, now on HBO Max. And essentially, this movie is about superstar LeBron James and his young son, Dom, get trapped in digital space by a rogue AI. To get home safely, LeBron teams up with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the rest of the Looney Tunes gang for a high-stakes basketball game against the AI's digitized champions of the court, a powered-up roster called the Goon Squad. And a few of the main actors are, of course, LeBron James, uh, Don Cheadle, and the son, Cedric Joe. But what did you get from Space Jam, A New Legacy? Um, I enjoyed the movie. It, it wasn't as nostalgic as I think, and I think maybe a lot of folks were hoping that it'll be more nostalgic, but to me, it felt more like a new movie completely, uh, a new legacy, really. It didn't feel like it was truly a sequel. It felt more like its own movie that just made reference to its old movie and nearly every movie within, um, what, I want to say WB, but um, is it was it Warner Brothers? It Warner yeah, Brothers? yeah, that's Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, and every other movie in the Warner Brothers studios. And really, um, I was laughing the whole time. It was like they're making fun of Disney and Marvel. It's like, oh, you thought you had um, content? We have content, right? Uh, I think Porky Pig said been doing it since 1935. So, if, <laughs> if anything, it was like just uh, the adult part of it was just the sheer massiveness of them talking about WB and all the things they have. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a, you know, not a great movie, but it's, it's good. It's, it's not terrible. Um, I think LeBron James did the best that he could with uh, what he was given. Um, and they do have a lot of references to, the Warner Brothers movies, you know, crossover. You got some um, DC characters that show up just for right. a second. That was nice. Um, there's a lot of advertisement in it. <laughs> I mean, it's a big commercial. <laughs> there's a lot of it. And it's just so in your face. It's like you you can't even look past it. But it's fine. Most of it was done in a good way. But some of it was just like blatant product placement, like the whole um, the Nike symbol in the ground. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, come on, I'm not even trying to hide it. Not at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely for that new generation of uh, basketball fans or the younger children's Space Jam. That that's what this is. Yes. Um, because we had ours in the one with Michael Jordan. Uh, but, you know, I, I enjoy this one. It's, it's not terrible. I, I don't think it's as bad as what people are saying. I think people put the first Space Jam in uh, 
space that it, it doesn't actually live up to. Um, I kind of agree. The, the first Space Jam is not some perfect movie. It's nowhere near that. I mean, it's pretty mediocre. And this one fits in that same category. Yeah, I mean, I hate to call it mediocre, but I think for the time that it was in, it was a really good movie. Um, the first, first Space Jam. I think the soundtrack was really good. I think, um, of course, you have Michael Jordan being Michael Jordan. They pick on him in the film um, with him, like, you know, sucking at golf and sucking at baseball and then playing basketball. It was like, and I also felt like the original Space Jam felt more like a true story, um, more so than this one, feeling more like Warner Brothers Studios having a commercial. Um, I'm sure there's product placement in the first one, but it, it was still more story-like. Um, and even with the Looney Tunes and everything like that, um, maybe a little less breaking of the fourth wall, um, but they felt to me very different, very different films. So it's hard to compare them. Um, but this one, I felt like the jokes were pretty good for the most part. Some of them were a little childish, but I mean, it's a childish movie, right? I mean, you have um, Don Cheadle playing algae rhythm, like algorithm. Like it's, I mean, and they kept saying it, um, it missed the rhythm. All It was a bit much, right? And Don Cheadle never, it really is a bit as goofy of a character. He was playing like a, like a WB Saturday morning villain, really, is what he was being. And I, I think that was on purpose. Um, so I wasn't mad at it at all. But um, it was definitely, you know, a childish film with stuff in the background to laugh at, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's mainly for children. And the first one was also. Um, but we can get into some more comparisons later on after we get through uh, a new legacy. Yeah. But um, really, the movie starts off with LeBron James and, uh, you know, a, a montage of all of his accomplishments and highlights, uh, kind of just like the first one, um, mm -hmm. showing all the highlights of Michael Jordan. And then we fast forward to uh, LeBron James as a child and, um, how his coach is very hard on him because he knows that he could be a great player one day, but LeBron James is into video games at that moment, which is uh, at that time, like a Game Boy Advance or right. color or something. Uh, but his coach gets on him like, you need to take this seriously, you know, get rid of that, that game or whatever. And <laughs> it was just funny just listening to that guy, uh, kind of scold him yeah <laughs> he didn't even seem like the guy to scold somebody like because he no it was <laughs> i mean he was being serious but it was also kind of funny uh, i don't know if that was on purpose or not but um <laughs> what is his name i'm looking for it. i forget and he's wood been harris. in so many films wood harris yes wood harris i think he's played a coach before but yeah he i, I couldn't take him seriously but <laughs> he shows up for that one moment right in past and then we fast forward to the present where lebron james has his own family um it's kind of like a mirror of how it is in real life he has uh, three children two boys one girl and then his wife but mm -hmm. they're not actually playing um in this movie his, right. his real life family 
but his second son um, is into video games and has been able to uh, make his own video game that's been very popular. But LeBron James wants his sons to be just like him and do well in basketball. So they're constantly practicing. Uh, LeBron James is all over his sons about uh, practicing and doing the best in basketball because they need to live up to his name, at least in his eyes. Um, but the second son is not really into basketball as much. I mean, he's kind of good at basketball, but not as great as his um, older brother. Right. But um, he's all into video games. Uh, and you can stop me anytime that you want to kind of get in there. Oh, yeah, no. Honestly, this is the boring part of the movie. Unfortunately, <laughs> the part that was the story in this, I found the least interesting. Um, really? We, I did. It wasn't until we got what felt like Spy Kids when we were, when we met Algae Rhythm for some reason. It reminded me of, of Spy Kids 3D. But um, that's when it got really interesting. The whole story with the video game thing, like it's full circle and it's important. Um, but I found, you know, LeBron's acting isn't great. And... Um, <laughs> That was all. That was all on him in the beginning, uh, kind of carrying the movie. And I was, uh, I was like, he was trying. He was, and I'm not saying it was terrible. Um, we had to have that, but it, I, I wasn't there for that. I was there for Looney Tunes, um, and anything else he had to offer. Was not there for Sentimental or Dad LeBron James. <laughs> well, I actually enjoyed that part. I, I think we got a better better background information with LeBron James than we did with Michael Jordan in his movie. I agree. Um, this one was focused more on the, the player, um, LeBron and his family, whereas the first one was more Looney Tunes, I feel like. It was more Looney Tunes driven. I mean, even the storyline in this, right? I mean, he gets sent to this universe um, and finds Looney Tunes versus the other one where Looney Tunes go and find Michael Jordan. So, um, it is kind of flipped that way. Yeah. Um, I felt like they, they probably built up the story more in this film compared to uh, first Space Jam. Yeah. I mean, they just dragged him out of a golf hole um, <laughs> in the original. So I thought they tried a lot to make this make more sense, make it more realistic, even though it's not. Um, yeah, the part where they just drag him into a golf hole um, you know, Larry Bird is a legend. Um, right. He's a basketball player that's in that film playing golf with him. And the other guy, is his name Bill Murray? Is that his name? Oh, oh yeah. Bill, yeah, he was in this. Yeah. I mean, I just recently watched it. We watched oh, the, yeah. uh, the last one. And they just go off like, ah, yeah, he'll come back one day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that as a child, but man. They just they, like Michael Jordan just disappeared, and they just walk off the 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 golf the golf way like you know nothing happened. He'll return at some point. He's got a baseball game tomorrow, but you know he'll he'll come back, right? <laughs> like, what? And the only guy who's really concerned is the guy that they pick on for being fat all the time. Um, and yeah, they, really insensitive at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, different stories. Some of the some of those things definitely can't um, wouldn't play out the same way. Um, but and I think there was more. 
well, obviously in that one, um, well, no, I guess they got the same amount of time, but I'm, I was thinking about the the real life NBR, NBA stars um, and that Space Jam versus this one. I guess they have by the same screen time because I forgot they also became animated at the end. Um, I, I feel like the ones in the first movie had more screen time than the ones in- You think so? Yeah, because they they showed them struggling with losing their basketball talent in the first one. In the second one, it's oh. more, they just create a copy of them and they put them in kind of like a video game. That is true. <laughs> um, so we got a little bit more development there in the first Space Jam with the ones who got their talent stolen. But um, let's fast forward past, uh, you know, LeBron James family part and uh, LeBron James gets called into uh, Warner Brothers Studios it's almost like this was all about Warner Brothers and not Space Jam oh it was definitely about Warner Brothers (laughs) yeah uh, he gets called in and the algorithm played by Don Cheadle um, he is upset that he doesn't get enough attention nobody sees that he's coming up with all these ideas. He doesn't get the credit for um, the ideas for Warner Brothers, but um, he has the idea to use LeBron James as a centerpiece for the movies, TV shows, and all that stuff. So he brings in LeBron James along with the real life people, the team of Warner Brothers, um, and they present this idea to him. And his son is also there. But LeBron James thinks it's a horrible idea. Hates it. Right. <laughs> Disrespected. Like, yeah. <laughs> but the son likes it because it's kind of like a video game. Um, but Algae Rhythm, he is disgusted. And he's, he still tries to find a way to get LeBron James in here. Well, you know, using him to sell his product and get credit. But mm-hmm. the thing with this, this whole algae rhythm or algorithm, the Warner Brothers Studios people are like dummies. Like they don't come up with anything the way that they're presented. No. Um, they, uh, it's all the algorithm. And I feel like, you know, it's picking at these YouTubers and all this other stuff where there's often a reference to the algorithm and why things are popular, why things aren't popular. And it's like sometimes things put a little too much emphasis on this algorithm um, because it is not a sentient being. Um, it is just some math problems. So, um, and I'm sure it is, you know, way more complicated than that. But um, to an extent, and to kids would be hearing that where you could think it was someone just in the computer making everything happen for them. Um, so they don't have to think anymore. And really, WB is like, we got so much stuff in our vault. Um, we can just hit random and make a hit, which is what they did here. This is a hit? I will. I think by their standards, I think so. I'm going to look at some actual stuff I, about the movie. Yeah, I wasn't sure if this was, this was a hit, but... Um... I, I think for their standards... Let me see what you, I, mean, I don't know if I'm, I can see how much it made because it was on HBO Max. 
agency box office versus budget. Better than expected. It was second place to Black Widow. That's expected. So did it break even? Um, I know it had 150, 150 million dollars was the budget. Well, let me see. Just as soon as you said, I saw it, as soon as you said it, it made one hundred ninety-three point eight million. Yeah, that ain't breaking even. <laughs> well, that's well, that's more than they. That's forty thousand. I mean, forty million more. But you know, you're barely making any money though. Forty million dollars for the. I, mean, I would say it cost them a lot. Surprisingly, I mean, I was. I mean, maybe it was all the animation, um, given the amount of stuff that. Was their own that they put into this? It costs a good bit. Um, forty point three million, forty three point eight million. Um, you know they didn't double anything. It might not be like a, a Disney Infinity War. Um, not expecting that. <laughs> and then one one article is saying it's um, it's actually a bigger hit than the first one. And you can argue movies have changed since then and how much they make and all this stuff. Well, I think the first one is a cult classic that grew like the the lore of Space Jam grew as time went on. It wasn't as well liked when it first came out, I think. Okay, yeah. And sometimes those cult followings you develop on movies that actually weren't that great at the time, um, but they were great for a certain niche, people our age. And um, we definitely blow it up um, based on our memories, and that always sometimes isn't accurate. No, it's not. But I still do like some of the things in the first Space Jam. I do. I mean, it's it's its own film, um, and I think of you have to compare it because it is technically a sequel. Um, but I, I think they really are such different movies. Um, but even in this film, they do a lot of almost picking at themselves in comparing the movies. Um, and uh, so it doesn't feel like, I don't know, like it's forbidden to talk about the other one um, or that they just forgot about it or that they just did a remake. This is definitely not a remake, which is nice. Um, it is a different story just with the same characters like a true sequel. So many films from the 90s, early 2000s are just being redone with new people or live action or something like that. So it's, I mean, it's not an original film, but it's nice that, well, it's actually different. Yeah, that's true. Um, they make some references to the first movie, um, but where were we? So Algae Rhythm, the algorithm, doesn't like LeBron James because he curbed him and said, this is a horrible idea. Right. So he lures, well, he uses his son to lure him into um, kind of transporting him into WB's uh, internet service, online service, <laughs> where they have all their movies and TV shows and all that stuff. Right. Uh, but the son of LeBron James, Dom, is really upset with him um, because he doesn't want to focus on basketball. He wants to focus on this uh, video game coding tournament that he has coming up that he's really interested in. So LeBron James' son, he 
runs away off into this big computer place, you know, kind of like, kind of like what you see in IT, you know, all this, like this, uh, I'm trying to see how to describe it. This big system. Right. Um, and LeBron James and his son gets, gets transported into um, the server and algorithm. He introduces himself again <clears throat> and says, hey, um, well, actually, he kind of splits them up. He, he splits up LeBron James and his son, right. treats the son like he's the best thing out and says that, you know, you should uh, embrace your your coding and, and, and video games because you're really great at it. And uh, for LeBron James, he tells al- algorithm tells LeBron James Hey, if you want your son back, you need to um, get a, a a team to beat me in basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, even though there could have been plenty of competitions that they could have come up with, but I mean, it, it works for the movie. And um, he sends LeBron James to the worst corner of uh, Warner Brothers Media, which is the Looney Tunes, and. Um, the only one left there is Bugs Bunny. All by his lonesome. Yeah, because uh, Algae Rhythm, he he uh, he showed all of the Looney Tunes where they could fit in in other places in the WB universe. So they took it and they've been living out their lives, having the best time. But Bugs Bunny was the only one who stayed. Um, well, they kind of just go back and forth, learn about each other, LeBron James and uh, Bugs Bunny. I I think Bugs really carried this movie, right? <laughs> I mean, he's always he's always the main character in in Looney Tunes, uh, mm-hmm. and he was, you know, I would say really the main character, main Looney Tune in the first Space Jam. In this one, I felt like he had a whole lot more one on one time. I mean, because of this whole thing in the beginning, and I mean. Yes, it's a cartoon, but the range. I mean, he's playing all these. I mean, he's being classic bunny or classic uh, bugs, and um, you know, with the different voices and and the callbacks, the original cartoon, like the rabbit season, duck season, um, and uh, he's the alien guy. Right, right. Shook the alien guy. He was hilarious. He was just hilarious. Um, and you know, once they go through that, and then they say, "Okay, we're going to round out the rest of the team." Um, of course, LeBron has an idea of what team he wants, but Bug just want to get Looney Tunes back together. Um, and they go and find them and travel to all these different universes or worlds within the WB, um, the Sturbiverse. And it's it's almost like uh, Blues Brothers when they're getting the band back together because you have all these characters in different places um, in different you know versions of movies. They pass by um, the Wizard of Oz and it's Harry Potter world and um, the Matrix and all this That's stuff. The I didn't really like the Matrix one. That I was mean, really good. It felt played out to me. I thought, but you know what? It's played out only because we. It hasn't played out so much since it came out, and we've seen it all. But it's been so long since, since anyone's done it because they were doing it so often. Like every TV show, every movie made fun of the Matrix at some point, right? Um, but it's honestly been a long time because people stopped doing it because it was corny. And it was it was almost funny 
to see someone do it again, almost picking at the fact that we did it all the time. Um, so that was fun. It was fun for me to see that again because I used to think those things were hilarious, picking on the Matrix. Um, and of course, the, the kids who are seeing this film probably have no idea what most of this is other than like Harry Potter maybe. Um, but most of the world, I mean, there was Mad Max Fury Road, like the original um, was in this with Roadrunner and Wally Coyote, um, all kinds of stuff that I know that younger kids wouldn't get, but that we would understand. Um, and I think that didn't get appreciated enough by some of the critics because yes, it's just, you know, it's their own stuff and it's a long commercial for WB, um, but it was still funny. And it was and it was well written, and I'm glad they did it that way. Well written, wow. <laughs> I think I think so. It, it was childish, yes. The jokes were corny, yes. But they accomplished what they needed to accomplish, and um, it was and it was a pretty entertaining way to do it. Um, I don't think this was a great film by any means, um, but you know we and we talk about this all the time, like comparing all these movies um, with you know, Marvel's top tier films compared to Ant-Man films, right? Ant-Man films are more average films, the more average comedy. This is on the Ant-Man level, right? Um, but that doesn't mean it was a bad film. Um, I don't know if I'll go that far. <laughs> you think it's not Ant-Man quality? Mm, no, I, I think it's first Space Jam quality. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best comparison. I, I mean, I guess so. I laughed. I think I laughed more in this one than I did at, at that one. I think I laughed more at the first one, just rewatching it. I mean, I, I still felt some of the jokes landed. Mm -hmm. I think less of the jokes landed here. Um, I, I, I mean, that's all subjective. Sure. But I really did like that they brought in some of the DC characters. That was fun. It was nice to see them. Yeah. They didn't really say anything, but no. But even the fact that it was their original cartoon style from the show. Like those little those little things. Really enjoyed. Yeah. It was like a, a huge crossover. Now it, it was done to advertise all their stuff, but I mean there's two sides to it. I I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but that's kind of like maybe 30 to 45 minutes of the movie. This movie is two hours. It is very long. <laughs> you do feel it towards the end. Oh, yeah. But uh, you're like, you know how this is going to end. And it's like, okay. <laughs> but they keep making these jokes and they keep showing the crowd at the end. And you, and you just, I want to go back and honestly just, and just go to that, the last scene and just keep pausing it to look at how many different characters they have in the background. Because, I mean, they had everything. The mask, they had the, the clown from It. I mean, Scooby-Doo and... King Kong. King Kong, the Iron Giant. Um, all this, the Jetsons, and the Flintstones. I mean, everyone was it, there. The It clown. Right, the It clown. Was, it was, it was, it was, it was up there close. Like, they wanted you to see him. Um, <laughs> they had a couple of nuns, I think, from like horror films. Um, so they, they really threw it all in there. Yeah, I, I don't know why people had a problem with that. Like, what's what's wrong with that? I don't. Maybe because I think, I, in some way, I think Warner Brothers is making fun of people and their love for nostalgia. 
because it's like, oh, you want these remakes and all this stuff, and that's all studios can do right now. Um, we're coming with less original content. Let's literally just give you your old movie. So it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like we're just gonna do that the whole time. Remember that? Remember that from your childhood? Remember that? You got that too. Remember that? So that's what we were doing the entire time. Yeah, I didn't have any issue with them bringing bringing in all those characters for the big game, um, and they did fill the the uh, the crowd with LeBron James' family and um, yes. uh, what's his name? Uh, man, he's been playing a lot of stuff. Comedian guy. Um, he was commentating. Oh, Lil Rel. Yeah, Lil Rel. He was pretty him. funny. There's only a couple of his jokes I didn't laugh at, but for the most part, I thought he was pretty funny. Yeah. And they brought in an actual NBA commentator right. alongside him. <clears throat> alongside him. Um, but I'm trying to remember how they got to the actual basketball game. Did they just so they, there was the big <laughs> clock that was counting down to the game that he put in the Looney Tunes universe. And the clock all of a sudden sped up. It was less than 24 hours after LeBron had put his team together. Um, and then I believe the clock unfolded into the stadium. Uh, okay. And the game started there, and he just like pulled every character from the entire universe to show up um, before using the tech that he stole from LeBron's son to um, pull in an audience from anywhere on their cell phones. Except this is where the the goofiness comes in. Instead of just pulling them to watch the game on their phones, he was able to pull people through their phones into the serververse. Um, which is completely childish, but we've seen goofier things in kids' movies. So um, that's how all the people got there, um, was through their phones. Yeah. Um, you know, you had to get them in there somehow. Right, um, right. The only person that didn't get in was Malik, LeBron's <laughs> friend. Right. <laughs> Crying in a movie. He's like, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to get in, but he couldn't get in. Right. The ticket. Um, but I mean, when, when the basketball game starts, uh, LeBron James is surprised that his son is, uh, going with algorithm, algae rhythm, um, because he is evil. I mean, he just wants some credit and, uh, he wants to ruin the life of LeBron James. Right. Um, the son sees algae rhythm as a nice guy who actually, listens to him and wants him to do well. So that's why he's on what they call the goon squad, which is made up of kind of like super powered NBA players. Like they keep their skill, but they also have different powers. Like, um, who's on the You got Brown. Um, Anthony Davis, yeah, he plays right. as, what is he? He kind of gets eagle wings. Um, yeah, he doesn't really do that much in the game. No, he doesn't. Um, Clay Thompson is the ice water guy. Right. He does a good bit. Yeah, he does a good bit. Draymond Green. Who, who did he play as? Was he uh, the clock? The clock? No, no, that, that was uh, Damian Lillard. Okay, yeah. They only brought him in you know, to slow down, slow down things. Right, right. And, um, you know, just speed past everybody. Because in real life, he has a saying called Dame Time, where he points at his wrist. So mm. that's what they were playing off of. Yep. 
they had a couple of ladies in there, Sue Bird, um, and I don't know how to say her name, but I think it's African. Aguama K. That's the last name. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they got some roles in there as uh, some of the goon squad. But um, a lot of it is them stopping to tell jokes and running up the scoreboard um, in different ways. Some some of their shots count more than others. I think it was like style points. So it wasn't like your normal basketball game. Um, but, you know, it was fun here and there. But I think it was really long at the end. Because that's hmm. like your, your climax of the movie. And it stretched out for like 40, 45 minutes. So I was like, wow, this game is long. Yeah, it was a long game. There's a lot to it. I think every character had to have their moment in the sun as far as the Looney Tunes, and then also um, the, uh, was it Mob Squad? Um, with the digitized NBA players um, and Algie Rhythm. And then you had John Cheadle, <clears throat> Algie Rhythm, like buff himself up to join the game. He's like, all right, he's to Thanos. Um, I'll t- what is it? I'll take it. Fine, no. I'll do it myself. Right, right, fine, I'll do it myself moment. Um, coming on the court. I thought was hilarious. They said, Don, shit, we need to beef you up, though. <laughs> just can't be stepping out of here like War Machine with your back broke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I thought he did a really good job. I mean, he was a little over the top, but I think he that that character was right for this film. I think I agree. I agree. It was it, it was a juicy. It was a, a goofy character that. Um, that fit the film, right? If you're going to be a WB thing, you got to have that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't mind him here. I mean, he, he just wanted some credit that he wasn't getting, even though he's not an actual person. Right. Actually, no credit want, is due. Yeah. But I wanted to make this comparison earlier on. I forgot. But he's kind of like Ultron. Okay. I could see that. Except he just wants some credit. Ultron wanted to start everything over. Right, right. You know, in the all. This is like Ultron's little brother, little scrappy dude. <laughs> yeah. Lower level. <laughs> Lower level. He just wants to take over the um, WB uh, online verse. Um, and be famous, I guess. Uh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, they end up losing in the end, the goon squad. LeBron James gets his son back. His son's his son um, uh, is liking him now. His family was also there to watch the rest of his family with his wife and other two kids. Um, and after the basketball game is over, they go to the camp or what the son thinks is the basketball camp is actually the video game coding camp right. that he really wants to go to. And LeBron James is now um, letting his son do what he likes instead of pushing this basketball career on him. You know, they end off on a happy moment and um, it's kind of over from there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
the, the Looney Tunes, they get to go back home um, because they were fighting for their lives. Uh, kind of similarly to the first one because they, they were supposed to be kind of like uh, a theme park attraction. Right. Uh, I forgot what the main villain's name was in that movie, but I can't remember. He wanted them to become a uh, attraction at a theme park in uh, what was the place called? I forgot what the place was called. Oh, that's a lot of details. That's a lot of <laughs> deep in the memory. I can't give you that. I can see it, but I can't give you the name. Um, they they also had those um, his little lackeys who played the basketball game. Um, the monsters in oh, yeah. the old one. They had them in this one too, right? They were in the crowd, which was also nice. Yeah. Right? Really and then I guess the ultimate callback in one's halftime. Um, and I forget which Looney Tunes said it, like, oh, we found Michael Jordan. He was uh, here. We're going to bring him out. And I was like, interesting. I wasn't, because I, I, you know, I didn't watch any really any trailers or read anything about the movie before I watched it. And I was like, oh, they're going to bring out Michael Jordan, I guess. Um, <clears throat> in most of these films, they try to give the new actor, you know, the new star. They don't kind of shine. They don't do it. So they, you know, they do the slow walk up, and of course, it's Michael B. Jordan, not Michael Jordan, which I thought was hilarious. I think it was about time someone in Hollywood made this joke. <laughs> it's a long time coming. <laughs> Many years in the making. Many years in the making. Yeah, I mean, it, it fit for this film. Um, I felt like it kind of undermined LeBron James a little bit because in the first Space Jam film, Michael Jordan gave a pretty good speech about, you know, you guys already had it in you. You know, yeah. the, the special that, 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 that water. Yeah, <laughs> the water really had nothing in it. You guys already had it in you. But LeBron James didn't really deliver that this time. He's not that, like I said, his acting, I mean, he can he can pretend but I, I won't say he can act. Um, uh, so anything sentimental and whatnot, he wasn't really hitting the chords for me. So well, I mean, let's not act like Michael. I mean, yeah, Michael Jordan is a great actor at all. No, he's not. He's not great either. But I understand why they didn't try to make LeBron do something similar. Or if they did, it completely fell flat. Because I didn't notice. Well, at least he tried. I don't think Michael Jordan tried. He was just like sleepwalking through this or really just being himself well I mean, well that's I mean, it's challenging right because technically he is playing himself um and he, i guess a kid version of himself really um and he, i guess he does have this moment where he's like you know um just be loony right don't listen to the fundamentals this can be fun you know calling back to what he told his son and breaking it down to the opposite um and then the team starts doing really well when they put bugs in charge and he's doing what they do best right being loony and then it gets pretty funny from there. Um, so I guess that was the equivalent moment. Um, whether or not it was just as meaningful, I don't know. Well, it wasn't for me. I, I feel like the concept hit harder with the first Space Jam than the second one, the pep talk. Mm. I mean, just for me. Yeah, and, and you can, and, and maybe that part of that is because in the first one, the pep talk was really for the Looney Tunes. And this one, whenever he had that realization about, um, you know, being loony, it was really an internal thought. Um, he wasn't discovering anything new. He was just saying, okay, I was wrong. 
be yourselves. He was more like it was more like a dad moment where he's realizing I was parenting wrong, um, and this this should be more fun, more so than a basketball piece. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Jordan's speech could have been an actual basketball team speech. Yeah, like you guys already had it in you. Um, you don't need this drink or whatever. Let's go out here and win this game. Right. Um, and one thing that they didn't have, I mean, they kind of tried to make it the same way, but, you know, the whole stretching the arm, I think that was more iconic in the first one than what LeBron James had, which is just a big jump to the... I was thinking about that too, and I think it was only more iconic because for that time in film, that was like new technology, right? <laughs> Stretching someone's arm. Whereas this one, I mean, they got literally a, a computer-generated character controlling a whole universe. So like the scale of what we can do with technology is so different now that of course we're not at, we were more impressed back then because all they could do was, was click his arm and stretch it on the screen. Um, that was new tech back then. So I think it was a more monumental moment. Um, and, and all the things, the power-ups and whatnot were really just to make fun and um, relate it back to video games, what students or kids are playing now. Um, more so than an iconic moment. Because you're right, I don't think anything LeBron did in this, as far as playing the basketball, his scenes were iconic. Um, but Michael Jordan seems iconic because that was just never heard of before. And I think that was the only like non-human thing that he really did, other than being sucked through a hole. Um, they, did a, they did a lot more playing around with LeBron as a cartoon character and throughout the game because the technology is there. So. And it's and it's nothing really new, right? If anything, it was some of it was mediocre um, CGI. So they yeah. they they unfortunately they failed because of that. It's like people talk about Avatar and how great that movie was, and if they make a second one, it's probably not going to be as great because the first Avatar was new technology, right, with its three D mapping and whatnot. Um, but now that's old news. So, but the the stretching the arm still hits for me. It it still does. I mean. I watch, I rewatched the first film. And I was like, yeah, that, that still hits for me. It's still good. I um, wonder if we could go back in time and talk to some like 20 to 40 year old people and ask them how they felt about their arm stretching and if it was monumental <laughs> or if it was just because we were kids and we had never seen that before that we thought it was so special. <laughs> well, it, it was, you know. Because it was goofy looking. It was goofy. I mean, but the way he did to stretch his arm, like he was jumping from midcourt. Right. Dunk. Like, I mean, that's pretty amazing for that time. <laughs> I still For that time, it was just a regular dunk that he just stretched to get to win the game. <laughs> but they also tried to pull him back. That's why he stretched his arm. They, they did. You know, it kind of, this whole thing, it reminds me of the debate, you know, talking about LeBron James versus Michael Jordan, who's a better player. I feel like it's never going to be a fair comparison because LeBron James is in a different uh, generation, different players around him. It's a different game, right? Um, so when Michael Jordan was doing this movie, it was a different time. Now LeBron's in this movie. The comparisons aren't necessarily fair because it's just the, the surrounding things are different um, in different circumstances. Um, if LeBron was around, Michael Jordan was around, I don't know how things would be. Um, if this movie came out two years after the first one, I don't know how things would be. But 
because they're so far apart and things are just so different technology wise and in the game of basketball, um, you're never going to get a good comparison because Michael Jordan did it first, no matter what he did, um, whether it was like average or amazing because it was first. So probably always be felt like it was better. And I wonder if you, when you ask kids now, I mean, they don't, to my knowledge, they don't reference Michael Jordan the same way we do. Um, and I think most of them would probably say LeBron's a better player just because it's what they grew up with. Yeah, that's true. I mean, really, we grew up where Michael Jordan was on the last half of his career. Or really, that's right. almost that's right. the end of it. <laughs> right. I, I, I didn't he was already great. Him at his best. Not in real time. I didn't get to see I him. guess not. I guess you're right. Actually seeing him play, he was on that many, he went and played baseball for a little while. Um, and, and that was interesting. So you're right. But, um, but he'd, he'd already made his mark by the time that, you know, that's why of course he made this film when we were little because he already made his mark. And the fact they picked on him being, you know, a little, you know, coming out of retirement and doing different things was a bad idea. Um, I think that made them really good too. It made it more real. Um, humanizing <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, definitely. But stretching the arm part, that still hits for me. <laughs> no matter what age I am, <laughs> uh, it's I, I I find it I find it more funny than anything because <laughs> I'm always looking at his elbow. I always huh? feel like the, his elbow whenever he stretches his arm, I feel like it's always in a, it's in a weird place. But <laughs> I mean, it still looks a little laughable, but you right, know, it still works. It still works for me because he's like stretching his arm because you know where they back out the whole camera and they show the whole yeah. court. Right, it's a little cartoony, but I mean that's how it's supposed to be. And like, imagine like the, imagine being Bugs Bunny and watching that, right? Experiencing that, which they referenced, um, and then um, playing with LeBron and all these power ups and stuff. If you were there, you'd be like, okay, I'm a little more impressed, right? I mean, a lot more is going on this time. Oh, also, yeah. he was just playing basketball last. <laughs> this is this is a lot more than basketball. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, if I was actually there and got to see all that stuff, yeah it would feel like a better game. But I mean, we've seen all the CGI stuff before, so it's right. not really that right. special. We've played those video games, right? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. Um, but uh, any other comparisons that you think we can make from the first and second one? Um, I like the soundtrack in this one, but I still think I like the original one more. Because um, they had R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm going to say they had some classic hits in there. I mean, they, they fly like an eagle. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, Space Jam. I mean, they didn't even try to remake it. I'm, I mean, I guess they, they probably were like, we can't touch it. We don't want to, you know, don't want too many people to hate us. But they didn't even put the sound, the Space Jam song in this. And they didn't have a remake either. And I was like, that was that song was really good. And it was, I mean, that song was played in the beginning of the film when Space Jam didn't even make any sense because they didn't go to space or anything yet. But it was <laughs> iconic. Um, and it, I missed that. Is it really iconic or just nostalgic? Is it just us just liking it as a child and you know, just growing up with that music? I, I think I think it's more iconic. I mean, how often you don't have many films anymore that do that. It used to be whenever you made a film. They made a soundtrack and there was one or two, maybe three songs that were real hits off that soundtrack. And 
most of the song, but they often had the name of the title of the film uh, in the song, or that was the same name as the song. Um, and oftentimes it was more corny or it, it wasn't some people will listen to after the fact. But Space Jam, that was a soundtrack that you could really, that was one of the, I think, one of the earlier ones that you could really listen to as an actual CD. Um, and there are several songs on there that are played today um, in rotation. So this one, I downloaded the soundtrack. I listened to a few of them again. Um, as, you know, nice what Kirk Franklin and um, what's his face um, in it is kind of the, the, the main song, but um, I did miss the I recent miss one. That. What's that? The recent one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Never. The song. Um, let me see if I can find it. Because they, they performed it at the BET Awards. I didn't realize it was associated with this movie. Um, but the main song in this is um, We Win Space Jam A New Legacy with Lil Baby oh. and Kurt Franklin. Um, and they played it at the end, I think. Um, don't you ever disrespect me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, right, right. So they, they had Kirk in this, which was nice. But again, I, I, that's what I, I did miss the soundtrack. The Jonas Brothers, John Legend. Yeah, they had some good stuff in here. Lil um, Sweetie. But there's nothing like that Space Jam song. If you want to jam, Dame Dollar, that's Damian Lillard. Hey, ladies, yeah. What you want to get down? Yeah. You know know why? Why? Because it's the slam jam. <laughs> Everybody get up. It's time to jam. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's a mix. It's nostalgic and it's probably above average. But is it really that great? Is it really iconic? I don't know. I'm trying to draw the line, hey, but you, what you gonna do? Hey, you! Which, I mean, it, it, it didn't make it, it was just house rap music, and it was just <laughs> fun, and it was energetic, and it was Space Jam. And the, I was upset they didn't put that song in this movie. I was the old songs. They, that one song, at least Space Jam, the actual Space Jam song. Okay. I felt like that should have been in this. Well, it was kind of in the background. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm not sure if these these songs, the old songs, are iconic. I feel like probably the most iconic one is the R. Kelly one. I believe I can fly, but so iconic people forgot that it was in this movie, probably. Um, <laughs> but that one was "Fly Like an Eagle" by Seal is a really good song. I wouldn't. It's a certain person might say it's iconic, but um, that one's really good. And then of course, Space Jam, like I said, but yeah, definitely the Space Jam one. But I don't, I'm not sure about the whole soundtrack. Maybe not the whole thing. Yeah. But um, any other thoughts? Oops, I'm playing it right now. Any other thoughts before we give it a rating? No, I think we're ready to rate it. All right. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise. And the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the original HBO Max film Space Jam? A new legacy. I'm going to give this film a solid mid-level background noise. Um, and it's because I think 
it's such a childish film. You don't got to stay and watch it to figure out what's going on. It's one that you're going to see in little kids um, begging their mom's phone to watch it on there um, in the car or um, somewhere else because it is just goofy and it's colorful um, and it's fun to watch. <clears throat> There's no really bad jokes, like as far as like inappropriate things. Um, so great movie for kids. Um, adults, calm down. Um, it's a movie. It's a, it's a PG comedy fantasy with LeBron James and it's Space Jam A New Legacy. It is, it is not need to be anything more than that. I think um, if Michael Jordan did the sequel himself in like a normal three to five years after the film, probably would have flopped because that's what happened back then. So you should be glad that didn't happen and that we got this. I 100% agree. Um, it's LeBron James. I mean, yeah, they should definitely calm down. It's not as bad as what they're saying. No. The first one isn't as good as what they think. No. <laughs> I mean, we grew up with it. So, yeah. I mean, we, we can be one of the better ones to tell you about it. Um, but yeah, it's a solid mid level background noise. Yeah. Um, there's definitely parts in here that you can enjoy. Um, I feel like LeBron James really tries with this one. Um, yeah. He still has some work to do but i'm pretty sure he's working on that being in la i think that's going to be his next career the the transition into um acting right he has some movie credits on his name yeah and i'm looking forward to seeing what he does after this um but really i don't think it's disrespectful but i think he's a better actor than michael jordan Um, you think he's better yes michael jordan is not a good actor at all um, yeah, I, I was. Like I was. They, yeah, I, agree. I, I. I feel like they had him just play himself. Now, I mean, they both playing themselves, but they're like Michael Jordan, just go out there, say your lines. You I, yeah. Anything else outside of that? Now, yeah. with Brock James, he was actually trying. Like he was still playing himself, but he was trying to act. I would agree. I would agree. I would say. LeBron is more of an actor than Michael Jordan. <laughs> was that hard to say? Well, it wasn't hard to say, but it's like, yeah, I, I get what I get what you're saying. He's yeah. playing great, but I, I see what you're saying. No, 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 he's not great. Um, what's the other basketball player's name? Um, Kevin Garnett was great in um, Uncut Gems, and he was still playing himself. He was great. That I mean, that was a different caliber of film, but yeah. he was he was really good in that. You're right. Yeah, but just comparing basketball players, sure. Yeah, Kevin Garnett was definitely better, um, but LeBron James he tried. Uh, just keep trying; he'll get there one day. <laughs> uh, but any other thoughts? No, I think that does it for me. All right. Well, that does it for us at Anim Reviews. Thank you everybody for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, you can click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening.